You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, if it isn't 351 episodes into this Bride Chiller podcast experience, I'm Alicia, the founder of Bride Chiller, the author of the Bride Chiller Guides. If you haven't bought them yet, what are you doing with your life? Jump on the internet. Bridechillerstore.com is where you can get your lovely little mitts on a Bride Chiller field guide, our very own filler outable wedding planner, the Bride Chiller Survival Guide, which just helps you plan the wedding from step to step from woe to go. And then also the new little uh, minx in our trio, which is the Maid Chiller Manual. It's our bridesmaid guide. I say our, that makes it sound like there's 50 people here. Anyone else here? No, it's just me. I wrote them. We produce them independently and I am very proud of them. So thank you for all your support from everyone who has already invested in the Bride Chiller Guides and uh, I love hearing from you and I love receiving your lovely rating and reviews. So air kisses to you all for that. Today's episode features a lovely guest, Marie Cuban, who is just someone that I quite admire. She has launched her own business after, like many people in the wedding industry, she discovered that it didn't really exist when she got hitched. She is the founder of Rent My Wedding, which has now become the largest online event rental company in the United States. It's huge. And Marie joins me on the Bridechiller podcast today to talk about renting decor and really finding shortcuts when it comes to jazzing up a venue that perhaps needs a bit of jazzing. Lighting is a big part of our conversation and also just some hacks to save time and money. And I'm particularly enthusiastic about really helping our environment. We buy a lot of shit we do not need when it comes to weddings and it's either thrown out or put in a cupboard somewhere. So whatever we can do to not only save ourselves some money, but also just prevent more waste, I'm very, very proud of and I will speak about it all day. So with no more faff, let's head to today's interview. Marie Cuban, welcome to the Bride Chiller podcast. You are from Rent My Wedding. You have got a lot to say and I'm very happy to be speaking with you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, and Marie, I love meeting fellow female entrepreneurs, people who have found a problem and then gives a solution and, and I love your story. It's very, uh, it flows with a lot of women, especially in the wedding industry, who've gone, that's not how it should be done. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to change my whole career and make it work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And that's why I've been such a fan of your podcast as well, doing the same thing, coming up with a better podcast and keeping it real. So it's really oh. great to connect with you. Thank you, Marie. Well, well, tell me a little bit about, well, firstly, what Rent My Wedding is and also how it kicked off because I believe your career started in quite a different avenue, a different zone altogether. It did. So I started out in law school and was planning my own wedding at the time. And I just saw that, you know, it was difficult to look online to find what I needed for my wedding. I was trying to, trying to plan on, you know, very little time and planning from a different state from where I was getting married. So um, I found some difficulties just with the planning and sorting out pricing and trying to find things that would meet my budget. So it just got me thinking, you know, why isn't there a better way I can go on, you know, amazon.com and click a few buttons and shop and I'm done. Why can't we do this in weddings? 
Um, so that's what sparked the whole company. So I started just buying some things from my wedding. I set up classified ads online to offer sharing and renting them out to other brides. And it actually became so popular that I was getting more requests than what I had for inventory. So um, <laughs> just started stocking up my apartment pretty soon from floor to ceiling. It was filled with lighting and chair covers and all kinds wow. of wedding decor. Um, so, you know, it was so much fun that I just decided to jump in to it and, you know, went full time with business and now really excited to be at this point where um, Rent My Wedding is one of the largest online event rental companies in the US. That's insane and congratulations. I'm so happy for you. And also, I love that you did this like years ago. You were way ahead of the game with the whole rental shared economy situation. You were a, you were a game changer. Yeah, this was probably about six years ago now. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's fun to see how things started and where we've gotten to now. Yeah, now everyone's renting and sharing everything. We're getting into strangers' cars. We're doing whatever we want, <laughs> borrowing clothes. <laughs> That's so true. But I love it because I think one of the big topics that I go over and over again, and I've got lots of sponsors who are also in the same sort of zone as you with renting things rather than actually owning them. And I'm very pro this this whole ethos because I, I also think from a money-saving experience, it's great, but also ethically and environmentally, it's a really great thing to be doing so you're not buying extra stuff, extra tat, stuff that people are never going to use again, and, and you're, spreading, you're spreading that around. So I that's something that really appeals to me. Yeah, exactly. That's another great thing about it is that we're finding a way to reuse items instead of just, you know, a one-time use and creating all this extra waste. So I love the aspect of kind of recycling things between weddings as well. You're basically solving, you're saving all the dolphins, Marie. So. <laughs> That's my dolphin. Uh, my husband's always like, that's the shittiest dolphin thing ever. No, can't do it. No comment about do your you dolphin. Do you a dolphin, Marie? Come on. I can't top that. Come on. Yeah, all right. Good answer. Good answer. You got out of it. Um, now, Marie, you pitched this great topic about, about avoiding the DIY nightmare and it just really, it really resonated with me because we have a fantastic Facebook community, the Bride Chiller community, where people get on and chat and it's a very friendly, non-asshole zone. But there is a lot of conversations about what to DIY, not what not, that's hard to say, what to DIY and what not to DIY, what to get into and then what else to just, you know, give up on. And I think people get very overwhelmed and stressed about this topic. So I'm so glad that, that you are going to provide provide us with some tips and advice about things that we should be looking at and some things that we maybe should just take a big gentle step away from and have a wine and get on with our lives. <laughs> Definitely. Mm -hmm. So what do you t talk to me about just generally about DIYs and, and, and what you think people should tackle and who should be tackling most importantly these projects? Yeah, I think it's important to just think about it before you start and plan ahead. And, um, you know, that way you can avoid a lot of issues down the line. So actually, it's kind of funny. I was at an event recently and I met a woman who started telling me about her wedding and she kind of mentioned in passing, you know, oh, I went to bed at 4 a.m. the night before my wedding. What? And I just looked at her shocked and, you know, we're in Miami. So, of course, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, you went out partying until 4 a.m. the night before your wedding? But no, she wasn't out partying. She was 
DIYing. So it turns oh out gosh. she had DIY projects she didn't finish and she's doing them until four o'clock the morning before her wedding. And, you know, she said she had to be at the salon by 6 a.m. So the poor thing got oh two God. hours of sleep and had bags under her eyes and all her wedding photos. So, you know, that's that's a DIY nightmare that you definitely need to avoid. Wow. And she's probably feeling delirious, just going, oh, I got the glue gun. Well, I guess I'll marry you. <laughs> right. Oh, I want to sleep and I want to party. And, and that is the thing. I suppose it's time management. And I've talked about DIY a little bit over the years. And I think the one thing it comes back to is how much time you have in your day-to-day life to actually achieve these projects. And especially this is not just the week before the wedding. It's like, do you have time after work? Or if you want to fold 4,000 paper cranes, how's that going to work? Where are you going to store them? How are your hands going to work? Will you be just walking around with hand claws for the next six months because you're (laughs) folding these things? It's hard to know the balance and also the balance of finances as well. I mean, it's not necessarily always a cheaper option, is it, when you're choosing to DIY things? Right. That's very true. It can definitely get away on you. And, you know, I think it's very important to look at the project, price it out, time it out. And then just like you said, see if it fits into your schedule and then really stick to that schedule and make sure you're working on this well in advance so you're not down to the wire and running into problems. Yeah. So starting early is very important then, figuring out what you want. And, and and recently I did an episode where bride chillers did sort of their best budget tips and people were giving lots of advice about, about their projects and ways that they've saved money. And there were some really solid suggestions there. But one of the bride chillers suggested that she did a sort of DIY party with her bridesmaids and got them to come around, <laughs> sort of slave labor, but in a nice way. She gave them alcohol, Marie, so it's fine. Oh, but the perfect. idea is, yeah, you bring in <laughs> your chain gang and you do a bit of the DIY together so it doesn't feel as overwhelming but also she said it saved her a little bit of money as well but mostly that she just had that help she just asked for help and then they came and did it for her in exchange for Sauvignon Blanc. (laughs) Yeah that's amazing and definitely look for help and people are always happy to help you out it's your big day it only comes once so don't be afraid to say hey I need some help with this project and hey if you can give them wine I'm sure no one's going to turn you down. (laughs) <laughs> no, I will work for wine. That's it's it's, a, it's the truth. <laughs> Going back to the lady you met with her baggy eyes and four a.m. <laughs> oh, I feel really bad for her. What was she making? Was it the, it was the guest book? She was doing yeah a guest book and a photo booth backdrop and. I guess it just took longer than she ever possibly imagined. And so it just took hours by the time she went through all the little details on it. And, you know, that's one of the things is just knowing what you're getting yourself into. And then, you know, in those shoes, what she even told me is that that she wishes if she could go back in time, she would have just said, you know, forget it. I'm not doing this. You know, it's not worth it at this point. So I guess that's another great tip is just being okay with saying forget it away. Mm-hmm. Close the drawer, close the cupboard, it's no one. And also I suppose no one would have noticed, okay, a backdrop maybe, I don't know, it depends if it's covering an ugly brick wall or whatever, but I suppose you have to prioritise those projects to say this is really important, we need to get that done. Or I, to be honest, I don't, I don't think anyone gives a shit about a guest book if it's not made <laughs> or it's not done or it doesn't have some sparkles on it. Well, who cares? No one's going <laughs> to notice, I suppose, is my, is my real point with that. If it's not a major thing. 
kids. Exactly. Yeah, I think some of the small details, they're really easy to focus on when you're the bride. But if you take a step back in the big picture, no one's going to remember those little details. Like you said, they won't know if the guest book was bedazzled. Um, <laughs> but you'll definitely know if you spent your entire day as a zombie and couldn't enjoy your wedding. So, so definitely you want to kind of look at the big picture. Yeah, I love the bedazzled guest book versus zombie. I know what well I would choose. I would really uh, <laughs> please just, choose just sleep. The, please take the night's sleep. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny, Marie. I was talking to a friend about um, rehearsal dinners, and uh, side note: in Australia, we don't do them, and they don't do it in hmm. Great Britain either. So it's it's just a, an American thing, and, and a lot of my audience are in the states. So I've learnt a lot about the rehearsal dinners and. Um, one thing I always think so strange, it's like a wedding before a wedding. And my friend was like, oh, my gosh, our rehearsal dinner didn't finish till like 1 o'clock in the morning. And then she had a turnaround as well with like a 7 o'clock call for a makeup artist. And I always think, oh, my gosh, you've got this whole other thing the night before. Um, and it just came to mind then thinking about the guest book zombie that it's hard. You've got to think about your schedule as well and, and think about sleep the night before your wedding because it's really important. And if you've got this big event the night before, maybe just start it a couple of hours early so you still get to go nine eyes. Yeah, that's definitely a great tip. Starting early for the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, I definitely don't want to be going late and you know having the baggy eyes. That's just definitely not a good look. And the worst part, it's your wedding photos. So you have them forever. You really do, and just hope you've got a good makeup artist or some hemorrhoid cream to pop under those <laughs> eyes. It really works. Now, Marie, I, you do lots of things with your business, and I love the evolution of, of what you started with, with the stuff that you started renting with, and now you do a whole lot of other things. But I wanted to draw some attention to, you focus a lot on lighting, and I think lighting is one of those underappreciated but amazing things you can add to a venue and that can make a huge difference to a drab old room or something that's a bit dark or or even just doing some lighting on a wall that's a bit boring can you talk to us about a little bit more about lighting and how you became interested in that and also this amazing app that you've developed because it sounds very cool and it sounds very helpful definitely yeah so lighting is my number one favorite type of wedding decor because it honestly just transforms any room, even just a few uplights, it gives you that wow effect. And mm. our clients are always saying, you know, I wasn't sure if I really needed lighting. But then as soon as we saw it, it was just like this amazing icing on the cake to have that lighting in the room. So I just love it because no matter what style your wedding is or what the venue, lighting is always going to just take it up a notch and guests will always notice the lighting. So Lighting is great. But they'll notice the opposite too, though. If it's like dark and drab and dim, they'll notice there's no lighting and it sucks. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, if you read into the psychology studies, lighting and color affects mood. And so that's a part of oh. why I think event lighting is just so important because it really is going to impact the overall vibe of your reception and how guests are feeling. Do you think you could do it yourself? Because I, mean, I know you rent it. How do you know what to do if you're in a big ballroom or something or if you're in a vineyard and you've got a wooden ceiling or whatever? How do you go about learning to light something like that without necessarily having some lighting dude come along and do it or do that? 
<laughs> yeah, this is my favorite thing to tell people is you can absolutely do your own lighting. I know it seems really complicated and you might not huh. even know where to start, but it's so easy. And um, the best way to do it, there's just a really easy rule of thumb. You can put lights 10 feet apart around the entire room and you'll get a nice overall look. If you want a really um, more dramatic effect, you can put the lights five feet apart and all you're looking for is uplighting. So uplighting, you space them out around the venue, you set them to any shade of any color, just pushing a button on the light and that's all there is to it. You mentioned monogram lighting and things like that are, you've got designs and you go a little bit upmarket and a bit snazzy. What does that mean? Yeah, so monogram lighting is basically we'll put your names, your wedding date, a design, anything you want. You can put in lights and you can shine that on a wall or on the dance ah. floor and it just instantly will transform that wall. So, you know, my whole thing is to make DIY really easy. So instead of spending 50 hours cutting out the little paper cranes, I would much rather just plug in this one light, aim it at the wall, and you're done. <laughs> That's good. When people are looking at renting, now obviously we have a lot of people in, in a lot of different countries. So some people will not have access, unfortunately, to rent my wedding. But if they are looking for similar uh, rental companies, Talk us through the process of what you can rent and versus what you could make yourself versus what you need professionals to set up and don't fuck it up and go crazy. Spending a lot of time setting something up, it's really complicated. That's a big, long question for you, Marie. <laughs> I can come back to it if you want. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to break it down, going back to the, the monogram you. lighting. Um, <laughs> so that the technical word in the industry is a gobo. So you're what you're looking for is a gobo. It's basically a little disc that goes inside a special gobo projector. Oh. And uh, rental companies typically will do everything for you. So it's just a matter of saying, you know, here's my names, here's my wedding date, make it look pretty. And, you know, from there, the, the manufacturer, the rental company is going to take care of designing everything, creating the custom disc, getting it all set. And then on the user end, it's just simply plug it in. You can set it on a table or put it up on a tripod and then aim it wherever you want to shine the light. Great. So that's what they ask for the monogram. And then let's talk about if you are going the DIY option and you are choosing to rent a lot of these decor items and uh, lighting and, I mean, you've got a bunch of stuff. You, you've got linens and everything, photo booths, name it all. But if you were going to do all this yourself, let's talk about the timeline and the process behind setting it all up. And, and I will say a lot of um, our listeners have been jumping into wedding coordinators and wedding planners as well. And I highly encourage you to explore that option. It doesn't mean you have to be Jennifer Lopez. It's not worth a lot of money. You can find great people. Side <laughs> note. But let's talk about the timeline and setting it up because you don't want to get overwhelmed with the idea of going, oh, I've rented all this great stuff. Oh, my God, it's the morning of my wedding. I haven't set any of it up. What am I going to do? <laughs> so what do you suggest? How does it all work? Yeah, so the nice thing, at least if you're renting with us, uh, most of our products, we've actually customized them in-house so that they're super easy, pre-programmed as much as possible. And then on the user end, it's going to go very quick for the setup. So for uh -huh. my own wedding, my husband actually set everything up in a span of 30 minutes the morning of the wedding. So oh, it great. honestly is really, really easy and goes very quick. So let's say if you're setting up the uplighting for an entire room, it's maybe 20 20 minutes if you're really going to do all of the room in uplighting. If you do the monogram light, you can add about two minutes for that. 
if you want, uh, say, a head table backdrop with the linen draping, we have a special kit for that that gets put up in a matter of 10 minutes or less. So, you know, you could do your entire wedding venue in probably an hour if you went, you know, and got every single rental item we have an hour would be plenty of time to get it all set up. I feel like up. this could be a video we could make, Maureen, with just us running around a wedding <laughs> venue. Like that would lunatics. be amazing. <laughs> I, would, I would jump at doing that. So, ready? It's like a price is right thing. I want to see I want to see Drew Carey there with some sort of starter gun and us just running around popping a wedding together. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I would love to do that. Let's just see if he's available and we'll find a ballroom and we'll just go for it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is the Bride Chiller podcast. We are talking all about how to not have a DIY nightmare, how to get your shit together and make sure you are fully organized and ready to roll on your wedding day. There is more of the Bride Chiller podcast after this. Marie, starting your business and finding you know a problem or realizing there's a bit of a pain point in the industry, and that was obviously finding the right items for your wedding, and then not necessarily uh, having to buy them and then just use them forever because no one's going to use any of this stuff later on. As much as you go, oh, that's pretty. I don't know how many people are going to use table linens from a wedding over and over again, unless you're a real, real housewife, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the items that you see being rented over and over again that are just winners that people if they're wondering what decor to rent for their venue that they're like Ugh, where do I start what are some of the key items that you would say you could DIY this bring it in yourself just rent it yeah I would say wedding lighting definitely is a big one um, of course you're probably not going to find a huge use for that just in your everyday life so uplighting <laughs> gobo lighting a cake spotlight um, oh. special effects like starry night lighting for the ceiling those are all really popular for us in terms of wedding lighting we also do a lot of rentals for pipe and drape so that's one of those where it's usually pretty pricey if you're going to bring in a company to do the pipe and drape. So our budget hack is to just do it yourself with our kit. You, you know, it's basically a tripod system. So you're setting up tripods, sticking crossbars on them, adding drapes and you're done. Um, so this is like a, just for the cheap seats here for dummy, I don't know what a pipe and drape is. Is this a backdrop with lovely drapes hanging down off it? What is it? It is exactly. So it's um, almost kind of like creating a wall with the oh. draping and any color or sequins or anything like that great and you I think what's lovely about this is that I'm not saying everyone's getting married in in places they want to hide walls or whatever but I feel like when you can bring in lighting and you can bring in draping and different beautiful backdrops that lots of people are DIYing amazing backdrops uh, that that I'm sure that they can add to what you do as well but it's really good if you do have a venue they're like oh this is I'd like to make this a bit different. I want to add a bit of va-va-voom that it doesn't look like every other wedding that's been here. This is a good opportunity to add a bit of your own stuff. Stuff is not the right word, Marie. What am I trying to say? Your style? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make Personalize it. it. Make it your own. And the drapes are great too because it can create a focal point. So even if you've got a gorgeous venue, it, you don't want to hide the walls, adding a little bit of pipe and drape behind the head table or behind the wedding cake, it can just create a nice focal point and really enhance the, the venue. Well, I like a bit of pipe and drape. I'm going to say that more often. Pipe and drape. It sounds fun. <laughs> 
Sounds nice with the accent. I like that. <laughs> Do you like it as a pipe and drape? You don't want to say too lowbrow with Australia. You've got to keep it pipe and drape. Keep it tidy and nice. <laughs> even an English accent, pipe and drape sounds even more posh. <laughs> Were you ready for this, Marie, coming on my show, me being an idiot? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't expect I anything less. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I did. I totally just busted in on your pipe and drape talk. So we've got lighting, pipe and drape, pipe and drape. Talk about linens as well, because I think a lot of people get a bit confused with linens. Now, you can buy a bunch of linens, and I did mention the Real Housewives because they always have parties all the time. And I'm like, where do you get all this stuff? But they just rent it. The idea that linens can look gorgeous, but they can also get stains on them. People are worried about renting because they're worried if people mess them up, will you just take all the money off them? How does that work? Is there a, an understanding that people will have red wine and may have accidents? Yeah, absolutely. So with our company, what we do is we just assume things are going to happen. It's not going to come back perfect. And we kind of address that two ways. So the first thing is we have great procedures in-house where we can take care of just about anything, whether it's stains or it's, you know, something is broken on an item that comes back. We usually can fix everything in-house. And um, the great thing is we don't charge our clients. It's just um, assumed that wear and tear is going to happen. So it's not a big Mm -hmm. deal. Um, And then on the shipping side, we inspect every single item before it goes out to make sure that what our clients receive is always in perfect condition. Because of course, you know, starting the company when I was a bride. I know what it's like to be in those shoes. So I know that everything has to be perfect. You've only got one shot to get it right. So that's really important for us. And I think a lot of rental companies making sure that what you get is perfection and, you know, exactly what you want for your wedding. I have to tell you, Marie, when we got married, we got married out in about about an hour and a half out of Melbourne in Australia. So out of a big city and it would be as the Aussies that are listening will get me saying it was in the bush. It was in a quite a sort of, you know, rural area. And we were very meticulous. I, I'm a TV producer by day. I'm quite organized. I love a list. And we did a lot of our, we DIY'd a lot of stuff and rented a lot of gear. And I remember going and getting our sound system and we had a microphone with a stand and a microphone clip. And I also have a stand-up comedy background, so I'm always very careful about checking my gear and, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in getting a proper sound system and not having a microphone that's like, attention everyone, you know, that awful sound. <laughs> so we got all the way out to this venue and, and I'd collected the sound system the day before, which, look, in hindsight, should have hired a, a coordinator to help me do all this running around, help us, because I didn't need to be driving to the middle of nowhere to pick up a sound system because I saved 50 bucks. However, <laughs> I digress. We got all the way out there and the morning of our wedding, we were doing the big setup and our lovely friend who was setting up all the sound, he's like, there's no clip to attach it to the, to the stand. How are we going to get this mic? You know, how are oh, we going to no. get the microphone? I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> And we were ringing guests because we had a couple of comedian friends going, does anyone have their own mic stand? Can anyone bring a mic clip? Because literally none of us had time to drive back into Melbourne for an hour and a half to get a freaking clip. Oh, my gosh. And luckily one of our friends had a boyfriend as a musician who had a mic stand and he bought the clip for us. Wow. 
it was, a, you know, and it's not a big thing, but it's actually an annoying thing because without the clip, and I mean the clip that's the microphone attaches to the clip and then screws onto the stand so you can hold the microphone well, the microphone will work without your hands. And it was one of those things to go, we just, it's such a stupid little thing, but the rental company should have checked that. And I went bananas on them on the Monday afterwards and they must have thought I was insane but I was like do you understand how inconvenient it was why was I ringing around all our friends asking for a microphone clip the morning of my wedding and they were a bit old stoner DJ guys who just didn't give a shit but (laughs) lesson learned check your gear (laughs) yes absolutely no it's so true the littlest tiny thing can make a huge impact and you know that's one thing that we're really focused on is just knowing you know I don't care if it's a little screw or you know something that's just so tiny everything's got to be in the box everything's got to be perfect because exactly that you don't want the the bride to be worrying about anything on their day and trying to find something. So um, yeah, we actually have in our warehouse, every single order is checked twice by two people. And that's how we make sure that there's never going to be a missing microphone clip or anything along those lines. Yeah. And I suppose it's just a matter of just knowing you're doing business with good companies like yours and making sure that you are doing your due diligence and just figuring out where you want to get your gear from and know it's going to be right and I suppose my lesson was I went for a little bit cheaper a little bit further out in the burbs and which can be great but maybe just check things (laughs) (laughs) yeah reviews are always good to check out with the companies this is a good point you make a really good point where the reviews are vital and I think dig a little deeper I suppose don't just go to the front page of someone's website and read the first three reviews because they're often the best ones that they've popped there on purpose yeah, exactly. And look for the third-party websites with reviews too. I I never trust the reviews that are just on the company's website. You never really know sure. <laughs> how true yeah, those are, right? It's really hard to know. And I think it's it's one of those things that, especially when you are investing a lot of money, you just want to make sure you're investing it with the right people and businesses. Absolutely. Finally, Marie, I, I would love to know, what is your favorite part of working with couples and, and this career, as you said, you were in law originally and then now you are, you're working with couples and planning, helping people plan these amazing days. What's the favorite moment for you about all this? I think my favorite is, well, really two things. So number one, I love the innovation. So initially with the company, it was all about finding a better way. So finding a way to make uplighting accessible to anyone without technical knowledge or finding Mm -hmm. a way to do canopies or things that seem out of reach, but figuring out how to tweak the product so that it's user-friendly and anyone can do it. So that was what really excited me when I started the company. And, you know, now six years later, what gets me just so excited every single day is when I hear these customer stories or get the reviews online where people are saying, you know, rent my wedding, made it possible to have this dream wedding. I didn't think I'd ever be able to create this look on our budget. And just hearing how happy people were and seeing the pictures from their weddings, it's just amazing to see, you know, what these rentals can do and the impact they can make on a wedding. That's really nice. And to know that you've had this one idea you had, which is now obviously expanded into your whole career and business, but the fact that you're sharing that with other people is really nice. I feel the same way with Bride Chiller. It's always like, oh, sometimes you just go about your business and you just go, oh, actually, I've made a really good change for someone. That's really nice. Absolutely. 
Well, I would highly encourage bride chillers and groom chillers to explore what you do. And, and I think the lighting is such a good point. And I think people should really venture a little bit more into to exploring the lighting options, especially if you don't want to go nutso with like decor and decorations and buying extra things. As you said, it can be quite dramatic adding lighting to a venue and, and also changing the mood as it goes into night and, and uh, getting the dance floor happening with good lights. Definitely. <laughs> If people would like to get in touch with you, tell us, where do you service? Is it the, is it the whole United States? i got to say it like this. Where can we get hold of you and what, where do we get your stuff? That's a really professional way. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Rent My Wedding is nationwide in the United States. So we do free shipping anywhere in the continental U.S. You can find us online at rentmywedding.com. And we're also all over social media. So our handle is at rentmywedding. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marie. It's been great chatting with you and uh, thank you for sharing. And congratulations again on your business. It's fabulous. Thanks, Alicia. It was great chatting with you and thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. And to all our bride chillers and groom chillers, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 